Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. Mind your business only on Money FM 89.3. Welcome to Breakfast with me, Lin Li Fu. Game-based learning is a growing movement among educators to integrate educational games into the classroom and even the workplace, and the results are often transformative. While digital games have grown in popularity in the past decade, one Singapore-based education tech company has gone back to building analog board games for an immersive experience in a dynamic real-world environment. Very interesting. By leveraging gamification techniques, learners engage in a hands-on and interactive experience to even grasp complex computer-related subjects such as coding and cybersecurity. Say goodbye to yawning through presentations, slides on cybersecurity and on Mind Your Business this morning we have invited Aditya Batura, Chief Executive Officer of Kodomo, the creator who's on a mission to become the world leader in computer science unplugged by democratizing computer programming through gamification, as well as Peter Mimbray, Chief Engineer at ExpressVPN, one of the world's largest VPN providers. They bought Kodomo's games for their non-tech staff. Let's welcome the two gentlemen now. Aditya, welcome to the show. Hi, good morning. Thank you for having me. And Peter, very good morning to you. Peter is joining us from Hong Kong. Hi, thanks for having me. All right, let's start with Aditya. You are the CEO of Kodomo, but your portfolio doesn't end there. On your company's website, it states that you are also an Apple professional learning educator, an Amazon Web Services certified cloud practitioner, and adjunct fellow at SUTD Academy. How do you manage to do all of that? <laughs> well, Lynn, I think you do a lot more than all of us. But uh, I run an education technology company, and everything we do is driven by the mission to provide equitable access to 21st century learning. And I'm also a Singapore University of Technology and Design, SUTD. TD Pioneer. So I was the first batch of graduates from that university. So mm. over the years, I and my company both got involved in running many programs which span um, social entrepreneurship, corporate programs in design thinking and innovation. So once I picked up that appointment with the university, I actually got nominated by the university for picking up all these other appointments, one of which was the Apple Professional Learning Educator Program. Mm. And I ended up running the first undergraduate accelerator program in SUTD for uh, Apple. So, but I most see, of it was uh, just down to serendipity, really. All right. So, you set out to teach computer science topics such as coding and cybersecurity without a screen with board games. Tell us about this concept and how does it actually work? So, Lynn, I'm the creator of Potato Pirates, two words that you wouldn't really think of using in the same sentence. It's <laughs> a brand of board games that promises to teach computer science and cybersecurity without any computers. In mm. fact, it accelerates it. So, I had actually no intention of creating board games as a career. I myself learned how to code in university, and I saw most of my friends just giving up because the learning curve, honestly, is pretty steep, mm. right? And our aim was really to build the universal first step into the world of computer science for anyone, and that was regardless of age mm -hmm. through a medium that would not be daunting or encourage more screen time because kids have enough screen time already right and we wanted to give parents or educators the opportunity to get involved in the learning process and potato pirates was the end result so we've done three games all funded via crowdfunding on kickstarter and the game sell worldwide with many schools in singapore and even world over using it in their classrooms and now we have a lot of corporate clientele as well such as peter's company express vpn i'm going to get to 
to you, Peter, in a little bit. But first, Aditya, how did you come up with the idea of this uh, potato pirates? <laughs> like, uh, so it was really just for us to solve a problem of, uh, of ourselves. Right? So I was interacting a lot with kids teaching coding and cybersecurity and uh, robotics. And I just realized that, you know, there's a lack of uh, support system, right? And we wanted to make a, a means that was just super accessible, regardless of how old people were. And regardless of how well-versed you are already with computer science, you can have fun with the game. Now, the hallmark of a good game-based learning uh, experience is one that doesn't actually come across as educational. And that's really what we wanted to do, right? So we wanted to make an experience that you wouldn't really think is teaching you much, right? So if I tell you, let's play Potato Pirates, you'll be like, what's this weird, you know, mashup of carbohydrates <laughs> and piracy, right? Like, so it, it's not designed as to come across as an educational product, but the, the learnings are all hidden within the game concepts and the gameplay. All right, Peter, let's get you in on the conversation. Peter, as one of the world's largest VPN providers, what are the key challenges you encounter in addressing the ever-increasing sophistication of cybersecurity breaches? Well, I think one of the biggest problems we're seeing is that for many corporations, privacy and security have always been an afterthought. They're really important topics and you know, they're vital, particularly to a business success, but it's very hard to pin down. It's not the sort of thing that you can easily talk about or easily explain. So historically, that hasn't happened to that numbers of companies, it's been kind of like sitting by the wayside. And of course, that's meant that these days, like data breaches and security incidents, you know, they've continued to skyrocket. Express VPN, we are a leading digital uh, privacy and security company. Mm -hmm. And, you know, from my vantage point, we can see how cyber threats are evolving, getting more complex. And we're very lucky to have some of the best and, and the brightest minds in cybersecurity working with us. And they're super passionate about protecting online privacy, you know, security, digital rights. But for most Cybersecurity is not high on, on their, on their mm -hmm. list of things to look at. And I think a big part of this is people always wonder, well, why, why would anybody target me? I'm just you know, a home family. I'm just a little school, a small business. Why would anyone target me? And the gap there really is those attackers aren't targeting you, but they're targeting your resources. Mm. And that's really what they're after, not you. And so part of the education approach of, of reinforcing this um, idea that it's not you, everyone is kind of you know, at risk here to some extent. Um, you just need to take good care of your stuff. So I'm just curious here, what led to your discovery of Kodomo and, and what motivated you to acquire the games for your non-tech staff? So it's, it's a bit of a funny story, really. Mm -hmm. um, uh, as Dieter has mentioned here, he created the, this, this range of games, the Potato Pirates. Mm -hmm. um, I saw these on Kickstarter oh. um, and I, I thought they were a great idea. I mean, I've always been into, into teaching and education and uh, I've got two kids of my own. Mm -hmm. um, and I also want to bring them into the same sort of um, you know, environment and have, let them learn the same things I learned. But as each mentioned, it's really difficult to, to do that. Um, but I saw the Kickstarter page and I loved the idea, so mm -hmm. I backed first two projects at their highest tier. Uh, and this was before we even knew each other. I just thought it was a really cool idea. When they launched their last game, they had like a, a special extra tier and I decided to back it immediately. Like, I, I knew where this was going and I wanted to be part of this. You know, he thought it was a friend or a family, but you know, when he checked out who bought this, he re he recognized my name from sort of the previous um, Kickstarters and then found out that actually, you know, I've been supporting in the background uh, the Potato Pirates for a very long time. So when he reached out, you know, he hadn't actually realized that I'd already been fully involved. So has it been effective so far for your non-tech staff and um, do you think you've basically accomplished what you set out to achieve? 
So from testing them myself, I mean, I thought the products were really good and I really wanted to get them into the office as course of training our non-techie staff, although a lot of the techie staff have loved playing the, the games as well. <laughs> I mean, so far we've only used them in relatively small groups as a trial, but it has been super effective. And you can tell it's effective because in order to do well at the games, you need to pick up the, the key skills to be able to progress. Mm-hmm. And we had people who've never done programming before in their lives able to pick up the concepts and do it whilst just laughing and having fun, mm-hmm. right? And the, the beauty of it is they came away having a good game. They came away having a good time. The fact that they picked up these core ideas was kind of a, a happy side effect. So at the moment, we're looking to roll this out to the wider company and do a lot more uh, structured and formal work this. Mm-hmm. Um, we already really encourage constant skill development. We have a, we foster a strong you know, sense of security across the entire business. Um, and we're very intentional in how we like to do these things. So I expect this to be a, a big part of, of our push going forward. All right. You've really piqued my interest here. Uh, Ditya, perhaps give us an example of one of the games that you have. Sure. So since we are talking about cybersecurity, so one of our games is called Enter the Spudnet. So like the internet of potatoes, right? (laughs) (laughs) Spudnet. Spudnet, N-E-T. But yes, it it, it does sound like the, the satellite. So essentially what we're trying to do with the game is through a physical means, right, a visual means to deconstruct what the internet is and, you know, what, how does data propagate through a network, what all the malware and malicious terms that you hear about cybersecurity, what they actually mean, and also being able to have an immersive role-playing experience where you are the people who are really fending off or planning out cybercrimes. Mm. Right. So you get both sides of uh, the experience. It's an immersive role playing um, facilitated experience. Right. So we have, of course, we have reputed companies like ExpressVPN who buy our games just solely for an educational purpose. But we do have a pretty big market globally of people just buying this and, you know, playing it with their friends and family at home. Speaking of which, uh, in addition to schools, you collaborate with various companies and government entities such as the Ministry of Finance, the IMDA and other businesses. So in your experience, what do you consider to be the the primary challenges these organizations face when it comes to teaching cybersecurity? Sure. So 95% of cybercrime doesn't really happen because, you know, of some hacker that, you know, gained access to your system because most companies really have a very solid cybersecurity protocol. And usually these breaches happen because, you know, you just clicked on a button that you shouldn't have clicked on. And that's essentially the the basic cyber hygiene practices that we need to convey. And there isn't a dearth of certification programs in cybersecurity, but the layperson is not going to take those certification programs and they just need some basic cyber hygiene practices. Now, sadly, these are usually conveyed through what I call death by PowerPoint, right? Where you just have to sit through a, a presentation and you're told, and it's a very one-dimensional learning experience. And like I said, what we try and do is throw all that out the window and introduce an immersive game-based learning environment where you really get to experience the game through the gameplay and through the rules of the game experience what it means to do you know cyber crime experience what it means to protect yourself from mm-hmm. cyber crime and that just leads to people walking away with a depth of knowledge and perspective that is otherwise impossible to reach in you know just two hours or half a day okay before i let you both go a question now now consider the potential threat of generative ai to the constantly evolving landscape of cyber crimes how can we further enhance efforts to educate the general public about cybersecurity? Let's start with Peter. 
So I think generative AI, it's definitely been you know, catching a lot of interest, particularly with you know, all of the, the risks and damages that you know, such an RG can cause. But I do think it's important to remember that any great technology um, is always a double-sided coin. Mm. Anything that can make the world an amazing place, if misused, it can have the opposite effect. So I think it's also something that we need to look at on balance. There is a significant threat from it, but there's so much potential gain as well. And I think we need to keep that very much in perspective. I think that's something that a teacher is putting into, into some real-world great practice. So I imagine he'll, he'll be able to tell you more about Aditya, are you coming up with more games? Well, no games, but a whole new product line altogether. So oh, tell it's, us more. It, it, it's great that you're asking about uh, generative AI because for the past few years, we've been building an interactive game-based learning environment platform, and that's called Rolljack, like Rojack, mm-hmm. but with two L's. Ah. So and and, <laughs> and Rolljack actually incorporates uh, generative AI to help educators or facilitators or whoever is you know conducting um, workshops or educational programs in be it in schools. Or in in a corporate setting, so we are you, we are harnessing the power of generative AI to be able to create training or lesson content, and that's not just limited to cybercrime or cybersecurity or computer science. It could be anything under the sun. And like what Peter said, generative AI or anything that's a revolutionary technology, it's always double-edged sword. And you know we have to look at both sides of it and see how we can exploit it for the greater good of mankind while learning how to protect ourselves from the downsides. All right. Thank you, gentlemen, for your time this morning and for your very interesting insights. Thank you, Lynn. Thank you so much for having us. Okay, that was Aditya Vatura, Chief Executive Officer of Kodomo, and Peter Membry, Chief Engineer of ExpressVPN. Stay with Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.